Welcome to another podcast from Faith Baptist Church of Gulfport, Mississippi. Recorded Wednesday evening, July 19, 2023. The song special for this evening's service is by Benjamin and Matthew McFadden singing Eternity Has Two. Tonight's sermon is preached by Pastor Dan Carr Sr. and is titled Why Isn't He Doing It? He's preaching it out of the text of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 1 to 28. We hope that tonight's message brings you closer to the will of God. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Bibles tonight, uh, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. Brother Kim, we started our church March the 17th. 
And uh, I like that date. That is a good date, all right? And if you have it about 40 years ago, though, okay? 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. If you're there, if you're able tonight, we'll go ahead and stand. I'll read out loud, and you can just follow along as I read 1 Thessalonians, the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. But of the times in the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brother, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Does it seem that a lot of people are asleep to you, spiritually speaking? Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, Romans 13 said it's high time to wake out of sleep. Verse 7, For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward, who does it say? All. All men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but rather, but I'm sorry, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesies, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren within holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Have not completely obeyed just reading one chapter. Need to read the whole thing. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Our Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for loving us. Thank you that you're calling uh, missionaries, Lord, and we, Mexico, Lord, 
California, just all over, uh, people surrendering their lives and following your will. And God, I pray now in these next few moments that you would help us here tonight. And God, that you would meet with us. We'll be careful to thank you and praise you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You be seated. Appreciate your patience. Well, there's a lot. This is a wonderful chapter uh, in the Bible. I want to draw your attention to verse 24. To verse 24. The Bible says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Now, I'm going to try to answer the question. It says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Why isn't he doing it? Because the Bible says we trust God's word. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. It is impossible for God to lie. Amen. You agree with that? There's nothing wrong with the promise. There's nothing wrong uh, what he said. He will always do what he said he will do. And so sometimes we wonder, but it doesn't seem like, you know, that he's doing it for me. Faithful is he that calleth you who also would do it. Nearly 40 years ago, I can remember uh, calling Brother Fred. We was talking about the, this church, the starting of this church. And Brother Fred said, uh, why don't we have a meeting at Brother Q&D's house? We'll have breakfast together and then we'll talk. And I agreed to that. And so Brother Q&D, I think, was uh, uh, the head deacon there at Temple at that time. And so sure enough, I went over that morning. I think it was 7. I don't remember exactly, but I do know we had breakfast. It was just us three. And it was Brother Q&D. Miss Q&D did not join us. It was just us three. We ate breakfast together. And then we moved from uh, the, what you would call the dining area to the what you would call the living room to discuss. And we was talking about this church. And I'm not getting into all the discussion. But I remember like yesterday with Brother Fred talking to me and he looked at me and he said, Brother Carr, what has God called you to do? And I remember looking at Brother Fred and I said, there is no way I could be a preacher. I said, Brother Fred, you have to get up, you have to talk in front of people and I cannot do that. There is no way I could ever be a preacher. I remember like yesterday him, him saying, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. And, uh, and I started thinking about what he told me and I went home. He said, won't you pray about what God is calling you and what God would have you to do? And I already knew in my heart what God wanted. And I was just, I, did, I never saw that verse. I never heard that verse. And uh, uh, I, I thought it was something I had to do. You know, I have to get up and I have to preach. And I, I, I got to do that. But when I began to uh, figure out, you know, I, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. That he could do that. He would, he, he would do that, okay? And, uh, and as I began to understand that more and more, that helped me when it comes to preaching. Yeah. Because he said, faithful 
it's he that calleth you who also will do it. Amen? And so when, when, I, when he quoted that verse, I am telling I don't know why it came to him like that. And it just came just, just like that to him. And when, he, when I looked and said, there's no way I could be a preacher. And, 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 and he said, uh, and he quoted that verse, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. And he said, uh, none of us can do that. Not, none of us can, you know, pastor and, and, and preach. Uh, uh, we need God. We need God's help to be able to do that. And, and with that verse in mind, it, it really, God used that uh, to deal with Mark, to, to surrender, to preach, because I realized, you know, man, if I don't have to do it, I mean, how, how rough could that be? <laughs> right? Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. And, and, and many would respond and, and say, well, you know, I, I would teach a Sunday school class, but I can't do that. I, I would run a bus route, but I, I can't do that. And, and uh, uh, But what if, what if the Lord said, I, I would do it? That, that ought to help you some, right? Boy, it made a difference in, in my life. So I'm gonna, th this is not the message. The message is going to uh, be toward the end. I'm just going to give you a few quick things. Number one, why isn't he doing it. Number one, we need to ask. We need to ask. And, uh, you know, you have not because you ask not. You, you say, well, if he's going to do it, why you have to ask? Because he tells us to pray. He commands us to pray. You still got to pray. Call unto me and I will answer thee and, and show thee great and mighty things. I think this illustration uh, will, will get this part done. In Mark chapter 6, I've used it a lot, but in Mark chapter number 6, it says, and, uh, and when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land, talking about Jesus, and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, amazing verse in all the Bible, and would have passed by them. Would have passed by them. So here's the disciples in a boat. Uh, they're thinking they're going to die. They are scared to death. And Jesus was on the land. Now he's in the water. He's walking on the water. And the Bible says that he would have passed by them. Got three people that agrees with that. That's what the Bible says. And would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. And cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them. Amen? So he's walking by, and the Bible says he'd have passed by them, but they cried out. You and I need to cry out to God. We need, we need to cry out to God. So number one, we need to ask. Number two, we need to believe. We need to believe. You know, he did not many mighty works there because of what? Because of their unbelief. You know, if somebody's going to be saved... They have to believe. But you know you cannot be saved without believing. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, uh, thou shalt be saved. You say, well, I don't believe that. Then you're lost. Not maybe you're lost. You're kind of lost. No, you're lost. You must believe the gospel. Okay? It, it ain't going to work for you until you believe. You, you see that? And uh, I love this. This verse in Matthew chapter number 21 
And in uh, verse number 21, uh, the Bible says here, Verily uh, uh, I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you should not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done all things. Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing that you shall receive. I don't understand all of that verse, but I do know this. If we're going to get some prayers answers, there's got to be some faith. There's got to be some believing, okay? So why isn't he doing it? Well, number one, we need to ask. We need to ask. Huh? He gave me that verse, but man, we just had prayer before we came over here. And I prayed today, God help me preach tonight. You know, I try to spend some time. God help me preach. I've done it a lot of times and, and many times. But I need his help just as much tonight as I did nearly 40 years ago. But I ask. I ask for his help. Do you ask for his help? When you go to sing a special, do you ask for his help? Do you ask him to help you play the piano or, or what are the instrument? Do you help? Do you ask him to help you to be a good mom or do you ask to help to be a good? Do you ask him to help to be a witness? I think we need to ask. And uh, number two, quickly, we need to believe. And may I say number three, uh, maybe there's something in your life that's hindering. Yeah. Maybe there's something in your life that, that's hindering from, from doing it, okay? And uh, we know the promise. We all probably here tonight uh, believe the promise. Behold, the Lord's hand is not short that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Say, so preacher, why, why is he doing it? Where maybe there's something in your life that's hindering. You, you want to put the blame on God? No, the, the blame ain't. Maybe he's going to do it. And, uh, but uh, boy, we, we need to be patient, right? God had told Abraham that he was going to give him a, a, uh, a son and he was going to do it. And uh, it didn't happen like that. Matter of fact, Abraham was how old? 75 years old when God uh, gave him a promise that he was going to give him a son. But it was 25 years later. God did it. But he didn't do it immediately. Matter of fact, Abraham really, you know, struggled with that a little bit there. But if you look at Hebrews, you don't have to turn in chapter, very familiar verse for us here. Hebrews 6 and 12, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So he ain't did it. Maybe he's going to do it. Tomorrow, next week, you just need to be patient. You, you see what I'm saying? And it says, and so after you had patiently endured, and so after he had patiently endured, talking about Abraham, he obtained the promise. God did it. Amen. But it was 25 years later. We, we want God to do it tonight. He may do it tonight. Okay? And, uh, but sometimes it calls for us to ask. Sometimes it, it, it calls for us to believe. Sometimes it calls for us to deal with some things that are in our lives that maybe uh, God is uh, trying to deal and get out of our life. Uh, maybe it's just a matter of being patient. Yeah. 
But, but that's, that's, I, I like all of that and that's, that's good. But, but here's really the message. Maybe you had the wrong it. Maybe you had the wrong it. Go, go back to our text tonight. And uh, I want you to see that it's simple thought, but it's there in the text. Go back to 1 Thessalonians tonight, and this is, this is the message. It won't be long. But uh, look at it carefully, and I think you'll agree with the interpretation and application of the text. It says faithful. God is always faithful. I said God is always faithful. Matter of fact, in Revelation 19, that is one of His names. Three of you were impressed with that. One of His names is faithful and true. It there in Revelation 19 coming back. He's always faithful. He's always faithful, okay? And a matter of fact, when we're not faithful, the Bible says He still is faithful. You know, when, 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 when we fail, He never does fail. Jesus never fails, right? The song. And, uh, but watch this. Look at the text. Faithful is He, talking about God, right? Faithful is he that what? That calleth you, who also will what? Do it. He is faithful to do what he's called you to do. Do you see that? Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. The it is what he's called you to do. And so maybe... Oftentimes, and people get their whole lives messed up with this right here. I'm telling you, uh, I know your your, your head's swimming, you're, you're ready to go to sleep. Oh, this is. try to do. And uh, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. I remember we were uh we was in the little white building there across from the stadium. We was trying to, we, we were growing and we needed, we needed some property. To, we couldn't build a building unless we had more parking space and we didn't have any more land. And so there was a, a trailer that was, was there joining our property, but there was a fence, a chain link fence between our property and the trailer. And we needed that property for park, to help for parking. Okay, it would give us the spaces we needed because when you're in the city limits, you have to have so many parking spaces spaces per seats. Yeah. You follow me? And uh, so Miss Head, her name was Miss Head, and, uh, and this was 25 years ago, but uh, I'm sure she's probably, uh, uh, you know, she's, she was elderly then, okay, and she may be still alive, but I, I, I approached her several times about that property, and this is the truth. A man in the church went with me one time and said, let's go see Miss Head, see if she's changed her mind. We was praying, praying, and uh, so I, I walked on her porch. The door was open, you know, the strings door. Okay, so she was sitting there. I could kind of see her. She could see me. And when she saw me, she said this, Preacher, when I get ready to sell it, I'll call you. <laughs> that was the conversation. It wasn't, how you doing today? Is everything okay? What can I do? Can I, that, I'm, I'm being very serious. That was it. I said, okay, let me know. 
turned around and walked away. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I, was, I knew I was already aggravated. Or, and, uh, and, uh, but anyway, we, we, we agreed to uh, uh, go ahead and uh, say, let's get the plans drawn up, okay? And uh, so we went ahead and uh, ordered the plans to get them drawn up. So we got the plans drawn up. True story. Uh, man in the church knew somebody uh, that could draw the plans for us, so, you know, at a good price. And so he, uh, he got the uh, plans done. He called me and he said, Preacher, we have, uh, the lady just called that did our plans for the church. She has them ready. I said, great, wonderful. On the inside, I'm thinking, ain't going to do as much good unless we get that property. We're going to have plans, but no building. Same day, Miss Head called. Not the next day, not a week later, the same exact day, Miss Head called and said, Pastor Carr, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, are you still interested in that property? I said, yes, ma'am. Are y'all with me? You're impressed. You're impressed. All right. I have a lot of those stories. I don't tell enough of them. You know, I don't, but I have hundreds of those stories. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, but here, here's, here's where I'm headed with that. So we went over there. I was talking to her son. Her son. This may not be good. Let me think about this. Yeah, he'll need it if he watches it, okay. And, uh, but I was talking to her son, and, and I don't know, he said, you're a preacher. I said, yeah, we want to build, you know, buy the land from your mom. And I don't remember how this came about, why I was talking to him in, in the home. And, uh, but anyway, he said, you know, I, I've been thinking about being a preacher. Y'all make pretty good. I said, some of them do. <laughs> He said, I, I've been thinking about doing that. You don't just decide I'm going to be a pastor. You're fixing to make a big mistake. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. You, you don't get into the ministry so you're going to make some money. You still with me tonight? Uh, missionaries. We have missionaries here tonight. And, and I didn't know we was going to start a convention tonight and, and with pastors and missionaries tonight. And I'm thrilled they're here. But listen to me. I, I'm telling you, if I had the time to call these missionaries up, uh, they would tell you the, the reason Brother Wallace is in Mexico and Brother Kim is going to, uh, to Lone Bell, to California, is because they believe that, that God has called them. Yeah. And so if God has called them, then faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you, I mean, if, if, you know, here's telling us how much it costs to live uh, there in California. And it's expensive. Yeah. And, and Brother Nolan is going to go to Utah and uh, he's uh, at a church tonight. And uh, uh, listen to me, uh, uh, God can do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just saying tonight, a lot of people wind up getting involved in things that God never intended them to get involved in. And, and, they, and they, 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 they struggle, they have no peace, they, uh, they, they, they do things that there's no joy there. And uh, whether it's the mission field or in the ministry or taking a Sunday school class or, uh, or whatever it might be, uh, faithful is he, if God has called you, he will do it. I cannot speak. God called the children of Israel to leave Egypt. Do yes. yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. 
I'm telling you he did. And he raised up a deliverer and his name was Moses. And uh, I'm telling you, God had called them. He called them out of Egypt. And I'm telling you, God met their provision. God, God, God is like, well, you know, what are we going to eat? God said, I got this. Uh, I can bring manna down from heaven. What are we going to drink? I got this. I can bring water out of a rock. Faithful is he that calleth you who also would do it. Well, there's giants over there. That's not a problem. I have called you. I will do it. I'm just telling we're living in a time I, I really think uh, people with sometimes good hearts with zeal get involved in things God never intended them to that's when God was dealing with my heart about being a preacher and a pastor really he called me to be a pastor and uh, man I had to know that it was God dealing with my heart I had to know this was God's will for my life so how do you know you're doing the right it now this is the message. How do you know? Okay, faithful is he that calleth you, who also would do it. Right? Y'all still with me so far? Well, how do you know the right it? I'll tell you what. You you marry somebody God didn't intend for you to marry. You're gonna have the blues. You say, well, what do you what do you do if you marry somebody God didn't want you to marry? Did you marry? Yeah, you stay married. <laughs> you say, you think we could ever work this out and get a little better? Yeah, you can. Call God's grace and mercy and goodness and long-suffering. Amen. If you're married, you got the right it now. But I'm telling you, I do fear that sometimes people go out here and they get ahead of God. And they jump into things. And, and, and here, here's the favorite thing that I hear most of the time. when I mean, you can almost guarantee they're going down the wrong direction. They're going to wreck their life. And it ain't going to last. And they're not going to survive. I prayed about it. And I feel this is God's will. And I don't mean this ugly. And I don't want to come across ugly. But a lot of people that have told me that, I'm thinking, number one, I am surprised you pray. That's the first... That's the first thing I want to say. I never had done that. But there's been a few times, well, I prayed about it, preacher, and I just got this feeling. You know, feelings are up and down and they change. I do not, go, I do not recommend going to California and starting a church on feelings. You better have something way better. If you're going to Mexico, you better have something better than I feel like I need to go there. Still with me tonight? So how do you know you're doing the right it? Here we go. Simple tonight. I'll give them to you fast. Number one, do you have God's word on it? Do you have God's word on it? Okay. Do you have God's word on it? I was taught as a young preacher, establish it in God's word. Establish it in God's word because your feelings will change, but God's word will never change. I, I was looking at a uh, revival fires or sword of the Lord. I don't remember which of the pick. We got them both on the table, and uh, uh, both good men. I, I was looking at it, and uh, Brother Fugate. Uh, 
was uh, talking about a, a tent ministry that he had started in Kentucky and he had started uh, at that time I don't remember how many but several uh, churches I think now they're up to uh, I think 30 something church maybe 60 it's a lot uh, that he has started and, and so I, I, I read that and uh, I thought, well, that's nice. And, and so about a few days later, it's like God stirred my heart. And I went back and read the article again. And then I, ju I just couldn't shake it off. I just, I just kept thinking about, you know, that would be neat. You know, if we uh, had a tent and we could go to some, uh, I had a burden for specifically black areas in Mississippi where I knew that uh, uh, blacks would not be welcome into maybe a white church. Uh, I knew that a lot of Mississippi was that way here at our church. We never had that problem. There never was an issue. And because uh, I believe every creature. God is no respecter person for God so loved the world uh, uh, one of the water places we put the tent up I never forget it was knocking on doors lady came to the door she said I got a question she said you got a tent down there and she says is everybody welcome to that tent I said yes ma'am everybody she said I'll come she said at the church I attend some black folks walked in and they asked them to leave are y'all still with me tonight? That's why we, that's why, that was the burden behind starting the tent ministry, okay? And so I called Brother Dexter. I said, Brother Dexter, I just can't get this off my heart. I'm, I'm praying about this. You know, maybe if we can get a tent, we could go to some predominant black areas, put a tent up, knock on every door, give the gospel, preach at night, have somebody to sing, and, and just try to reach people with the gospel across our state. I said, uh, but I don't have anything. I don't have a tent. I don't have nothing. He said, I'll pray with you about it. He, truth story. He hung the phone up. Ten minutes later, he called back. He said, Brother Dan, I said, yep. He said, uh, I have a tent. I said, you got a tent? He said, yeah. As soon as she said it, I, I didn't say anything. And as soon as she hung up, I thought, oh, I got to tell him. I got a tent. I said, man, looks like God's in it. <laughs> so we go we pray about where to go go to Tyler Town go to Tyler Town November do not do tent meetings in November it rained about every day funniest story ever brother Dexter we, we swap out I preach Monday he preached Tuesday I preach Wednesday he preached Thursday and we went through Friday uh, in this particular first few years but anyway uh, there was nobody under the tent one lady with a little girl. It's freezing to death. And Brother Dexter, I introduced, we're at like the tents packed. One lady with a little girl. That's it. Nobody else underneath the tent. Besides to, you know, the, the crew that went with us. And, uh, but this, one, one lady, her little girl, and they've got a blanket and they're shaking. And I'm, I said to Brother Dexter after this, he preached nearly an hour. I said, why didn't you just get up and give the gospel and, uh, and shut this thing down? We were freezing to death. And he preached like they were 10, and that's what you posted. I was picking, okay. We, and so he preached like a million people was there and gives the invitation. You know, if you're not, you know, if you're not, if you're not sure if you died, you go, raise your hand. We're all looking at her. <laughs> Poor lady. You know. And so the next day, we're knocking doors. Okay, we're knocking doors, and we're knocking this doors a little uh, trailer apart, and and the lady says, you know, I want to invite you to my. She said, I was there last night, and I'm thinking, you're a liar, liar, pants on fire, <laughs> because there was one lady, a little girl, and you knocked the lady that was underneath the tent. She said, 
I said, you was there? She said, yeah, I pulled up in a car, and it was so cold, I stayed in my car. I put my window down, and I, I heard the preacher preach. And uh, she said, we have a problem. I said, you got a problem? She said, we have a building, a church, but we don't have a preacher. You think you could give us a preacher? I said, well, I think we could. Brother Mike Strong and Miss Strong back, back there. Brother Strong, raise your hand. Went there for almost a year. Amen. And preached every week. Yeah. Are you with me tonight? And, uh, but I got ahead of myself at that story. I had to tell. I just love that. Okay. So we, we, we go to Tyler Town. We pass out flyers. We're going to have the tent revival. So we're driving back home. Somebody's driving the vehicle. I think, I think it was you, Brother Patrick, if I remember correctly. Uh, you were driving. I think it was you. And I was sitting over there and I was reading my Bible. And I said, God, all this is good. But I want to know a verse from you. And this is, I mean, if you want me to do this, this is going to cost money. It's going to take my time. I'm a pastor. It's going to be a whole lot of work. I need to know from you. I'm reading my Bible. I'm not looking for a verse. I'm not trying to create a verse. But I went to Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 7. I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction. That is the descendants of the black race right there. God gave me that on the way home. And now I know without any doubt whatsoever, faithful is he that calleth you also would do it. I got God's word on it. And for 20 years, whatever comes and goes with the tent ministry, I know God gave me a verse to say, do it. No matter, I don't say this. I don't matter what the whole world says. It don't matter. God has supplied our needs. God has met. God has worked. And uh, hey, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Do you have God's word? When you show the book of Jonah for you going to California, I like to jump out of my skin and say that is it he has God's word on it and when you go to California things don't begin to go well and fall apart and you, you know you, you don't have gas money you can't pay your rent or, or whatever you go back to God's promise you still with me I'm telling you people jump out there to get all this stuff but they don't have God's word on it Number two, do you have the support from the authority that's in your life? I would, I would be scared to death to marry somebody that my mom and dad were against. You're asking for trouble. I'd be scared to death uh, to, uh, for a wife to go do whatever it is and my husband is against it. And, and I would be really scared to death that i got to sneak around and, and do all this it and never even say, hey preacher, would you pray with me about this? Do you have the support of the authority that's in your life? Number three, do you have the support, or I'm sorry, do you, it's the door open. God opens door and closes doors. Uh, are you spirit-led? It's the Holy Spirit leading. Are you sure it's the Holy Spirit? I, I, I got to close. I'm out of time. But there, uh, the Bible says, for many are led by the Spirit. There are the sons of God. If you read the book of Acts, uh, Paul was going to go into Asia, and the Spirit said no. He was going to go to another area, and the Spirit said no. And then he heard a call from Macedonia and the Spirit led him a different direction but ended up getting the gospel literally to America 
but he was, he was sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Faithful is he that calleth you who also would do it. God will always keep his side. But a lot of people are getting a lot of it's. God ain't it. God ain't it. Do you have God's word on it? Do you have the support of the authority that's in your life? God opens doors and he closes doors. Is it, are you led by the Spirit of God? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed tonight. Thank you for listening to tonight's service. We hope you join us the next time. We hold services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m., every Sunday evening at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We also hold Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. May the peace of God be with you until next time. God bless. Amen and amen.